Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a wonderful day. Likes, comments, and subscriptions are always appreciated. And without further ado, let's jump into another news I missed where I go over. That's right. <laughs> news I missed. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. After the merge... According to the head of research at Into the Block, deflation will set in for Ethereum after the merge. Deflation is expected to begin for Ether. According to a tweet by the head of research at Into the Block, Lucas Otumuro, in addition, he said that the net issuance of ETH is anticipated to fall somewhere in the range of half of a percent to minus 4.5% as well, depending on the network costs. The following is an estimate of what it might look like based on the historical data from 2022. And here's his tweet for it right here. The idea of Ethereum becoming deflationary has been a dream for at least around three to four years when we first heard about this, it was under the... So for those of you who haven't been here for a while, and I know I keep saying it, but I know that there are always new people. And maybe sometimes people who've been here for a while have also forgotten. A couple of years ago, one of the main focuses of the cryptocurrency market was inflation. And not inflation of Bitcoin, not inflation of so-and-so. It was the idea that inflation of fiat currencies, paper currencies, US dollar, euro, what have you... Uh, would get so out of control that eventually the other networks being used would eventually become deflationary because we can see exactly how many coins are being created by them at any given time. We can see this mathematically through the actual uh, networks. And this is why we keep hearing or have heard about for a number of years about Bitcoin being deflationary, especially as we get to the year 2032. The other really interesting part was is that for a very long time, Ethereum had a very high issuance rate. I forgot the exact number. But every time that Bitcoin had a halving, Ethereum would also lower their issuance rate, thus making less Ethereum. But also as the network became more popular and had more usage, a lot more people kept on using it and they initiated the actual coin burn. It's been about two years now. Something or other around there. And when we had those really crazy high, um, what do you call it? Transaction fees. About a year ago. Uh, that was also causing the coin to also become deflationary because there was more being used and burned than were actually being created. So this is where we currently are right now. It says the fact that after the merge, Ethereum will become a deflationary coin has also attracted the attention of the cryptocurrency community. The price of Ether has been on an upward trajectory. When the price rising by more than 34% in the past seven days, it began at around 1000 reached around 1641 before dropping down to its previous level. It did not drop back down to 1090, so the person definitely didn't write that correctly. Uh, the news basically being, we have uh, re-entered the time of the flippening. Around 2017, the beginning of the year, Ethereum was roughly around 4 or $5. It was barely anything, if you will. As the market began to rocket, it looked like, at least it had been for a number of years, that no coin would ever come close to Bitcoin, not only in market cap, but also in price, in movement, what have you. The idea of the flippening was born in 2017 as Ethereum kept on rising in price and we saw other coins flipping other coins. But this has been a very big, I don't even know if the word's mantra, 
it's kind of really intense. The idea is, hear me out here, is that Bitcoin is too slow. As Bitcoin is too slow and won't be getting any faster, it will need a replacement. As Ethereum has hundreds, if not thousands of projects and coins and side chains and whatever on top of it, the idea is constantly when will Ethereum flip Bitcoin and not if. I will not share you uh, my idea on all of this because I think it would take far too long to really explain the actual mathematics and what I actually think is happening behind the scenes. But the way that a lot of people think is that if Ethereum becomes more deflationary than it currently is right now, has more transactions, has more this and more that and more attention to its network than Bitcoin, it would really only take a very heavy push up in price. That's why I mentioned before around autumn and winter. We should get some pretty good indications of how high Ethereum is going to go based on the actual usage and all these other things like that. I think only time will tell if Ethereum can ever flip Bitcoin. I think anything is completely possible. But we will see when we get there. We've had times before in the past where Ethereum was really relatively close. It maybe had to go up by another 40, 50% in price. And that sounds like a lot. It's not. If you have the, the force of the people in Ethereum behind you. But at the same time, Bitcoin has done either one of two things to mitigate any kind of losses. Bitcoin began to fell. Fall. Wow. Began to fell. No. Bitcoin fell. Bitcoin began to began to fall and therefore pushed the rest of the cryptocurrency market lower or Bitcoin started moving up so much higher that Ethereum could not actually get to it. I think this is also one of them as well. It says, yeah, can merge, upgrade, propel Ethereum to the top? We're going to be hearing a lot about this. I promise you. If in the next two or three weeks, I give it three weeks, if we get to a $2,200 Ethereum, and Bitcoin's still roughly around 26, 27,000. Get ready for flipping mania to happen. And it won't really take a lot. It simply just takes a lot of people buying Ethereum at the exact same time, believing that it's possible, selling off their Bitcoin, being 8% away, and then a rocket happens. Because we've seen that before. We saw that when, uh, when XRP passed Ethereum for the first time. It just takes a lot of momentum. So we are back at the point where uh, everyone's talking about the Ethereum upgrade, how big it's going to be, how much deflation there's going to be, how many transactions per second Ethereum is going to have. We had news three or four days ago about, not joking, these are the actual names of after the merge, there's the splurge, purge, verge, and something, some other urge type of uh, word that's also going around out there. And people are losing their complete minds for this. So... I told you all before, I think it would be weird if we did not see a $4,000 Ether by the end of the year. But, you know, literally only time will tell. That's the Ethereum deflation flippening merge number one. How many of you actually think that Ethereum could become the number one coin? And, and, and I mean, say, and, I, and, I, and I ask without bias. I know you may be into Cardano. I know you may be into Solana. I know you may even have a Tron or two, but as far as Ethereum and Bitcoin sitting on the throne, which one do you think is actually more likely? 
one of them stands out to me, and I will not tell you which. Anyway, that's the Ethereum maybe flipping everything news. Yeah. Let's move on. Also in whoa news, in a tax reform introduced on Thursday, the South Korean government has proposed to postpone the planned 20% tax on crypto earnings for another two years. If accepted, crypto earnings in South Korea would be starting to be taxed around the year 2025. The tax plans... For the digital asset sector were originally to kick in from January 2022, but in December 2021, the previous government deferred it for another year after massive backlash from investors. Keep keep these words in mind. Think of how much money has to be in the background for the government to say, oh, no, 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 okay, sorry, 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 to backtrack on taxing something. How much money is there? Think of what it would take for your government to backtrack on taxing something for another three years because people told them not to. There's so much money in this space and people keep forgetting about that. Governments aren't doing this because it, it's... I want to help those crypto people out. I, I, I just feel like, you know, economic sovereignty and we should be giving them the leg up. No, 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 my friends. It's always something in the background that we are not seeing. The digital asset taxation issue also figured into the presidential poll campaign earlier this year, in which the incumbent president emerged as a pro-crypto leader. The finance ministry is planning to submit the bill related to tax reforms in the National Assembly before the 2nd of September. I wonder exactly what this is. South Korea has had a hold on the cryptocurrency market for a while, I think it is probably at the point where their government has realized what's going on, how much money there is to be made, the amount of integration that's happening between Bitcoin and banks. But think of the amount of places, and I, and I mentioned this before, I think any country who doesn't have proper crypto regulations now is just, they're, they're looking to fail. I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. But anyone who makes sure that they have a tax-free land for crypto or that the taxation policy is very very low all the money is going to flow to them why would i go anywhere else and be taxed 38 42 percent when i can have five percent eight percent zero zero is a very big reality in a lot of places so yeah uh as it stands right now south korea is probably not going to have any cryptocurrency taxes until at least 2025 if we get to October 2024, which doesn't even sound like a real year, it sounds like some Terminator movie kind of year, and they push this back another two years, rest assured that the money behind the scenes told them to do so because I don't know many governments willing to do that except for ones who uh, are looking for new money to enter their borders. That's the no taxes until 2025 news. Isn't that wild? Think about that. That's kind of insane. Think of how happy people there must be to know. Pff, what? Another two and a half years and no taxes? Sign me up. Yeah. Let's move on. Also, and this was super popular news. The news about the metaverse filing from FIFA 
was first unveiled by Mike Condudis, a USPTO licensed trademark attorney, who unveiled that the filing was made on the 14th of July of this year. As shown in the trademark filing, part of the revealed physical items that FIFA plans to digitize includes retail stores featuring virtual goods, virtual clothing, headwear, eyewear, and sports gear. As part of its aggressive effort to become a metaverse-focused organization, I think it's so weird how fast all of this is moving. Doesn't this seem a little weird? Like, it's not even just FIFA. There have been many other sports organizations. The NFL, I don't know if the NBA has been doing it. But there's another one, another three-letter one. It's also UFC, but like one other one as well, who are really making sure that they digitize and NFTize and this idea of uh, people being able to like put on a headset and like go to these games around the world and stuff like that. It's a really interesting, it's fascinating to see how much organizations and companies pretended to hate us years ago and now they're doing everything to make sure that they're like one of the first ones to actually jump in. FIFA also plans to integrate some of its core financial and monetary services as part of the metaverse. Additionally, the FIFA trademark is interested in other key areas, including financial payment management services, virtual stock trading, what? Digital, virtual, and crypto exchanges in their respective managements. FIFA wants to have a crypto exchange and a stock trading exchange on their platform? Uh, Much detail is not known about the FIFA trademark. It is evident that the body is ramping up its interest in the blockchain ecosystem in anticipation of the upcoming mundial fifa has linked partnerships with at least two renowned crypto startups including algorand and crypto i thought the algorand one was the actual the more interesting one at least for me i remember reading from a friend i think fifa's using algorand as like their main blockchain and crypto is meant to be like yeah here we go crypto is meant to be their uh, official exchange partner that, I think, is kind of wild. I told you all before, and it's uh, it's obvious now. There are tons of, like, corporation coins that were created years ago. People were like, oh, brand new coin, I love it. And I was like, not watch out, but it was more of a... So many of these coins came out of nowhere. They were listed onto Coinbase automatically, and people kind of fell for them. But I think a lot of coins were created, at least in part, by corporations. Because think of what it takes. E- e- even the-, the-, the other day, what was the... Other thing with Disney, a lot of these chains are very fascinating. I think there's so much money behind the scenes that we can't even begin to realize. FIFA's huge. FIFA's not like a, you know, a a normal sports agency. Like, they have a lot of power and a huge gargantuan amount of money. And then to just simply focus on and say Algorand, and it's not even like, oh, Algorand's the best thing in the entire world. Like, this, this is very focused. There's a huge amount of money circling around these projects that that I believe were created by even some of these organizations themselves. They tell other people to use it. It's decentralized in a certain way. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. So the point to be made is it looks like FIFA's making their own metaverse. Um, It's going to be gigantic. No real word on anything except for the Algorand and crypto partnerships that they have. Um, I think we're in for a very weird future where FIFA has a cryptocurrency trading desk and you can buy stock there as well. Like, do they mean like their own stock? That would make a little bit more sense if like on the FIFA website, you're like, hey, I want to buy a a jersey and I also want to buy 
some stock. I like what FIFA's doing. But I feel like that won't be it. I feel like it'll be like a whole slew of companies who are like making themselves more financial than they actually need to be. I don't know. Anyway, this was very popular news, as one might have expected. I assume end of this year, maybe the beginning of next year, we will hear more about this. Uh, Still, wait, hold on. Still no word. We haven't heard anything about Facebook's metaverse. When is that? When is that happening? We Like, not a word. And that was supposed to have happened, like, in February or something like that. Not a gosh darn word. Yeah. That's the FIFA trademark blockchain Algorand news. Let's move on. Also in very popular news, one of the most successful video game franchises of all time is set to receive the NFT treatment in 2023. As Japanese publisher Square Enix has partnered with blockchain gaming firm Engine, that is E-N-J-I-N, to release NFTs based on the Final Fantasy franchise, the NFTs won't be purely digital products. That means they're not NFTs. However, they're tied to physical action figures and trading cards based on the Smash role-playing game Final Fantasy VII to commemorate the original PlayStation games tw- 25 years. Jeez, 25th anniversary. Wow. That's crazy. Square Enix will be releasing physical trading cards in spring of next year. They will be $4 per pack. Each pack will come with a code to redeem for a single NFT trading card minted by Engine on the Affinity platform, that is E-F-I-N-I-T-Y platform, which is built on top of Polkadot. This news came out roughly around the same time that we had news that Block Game, Everything is Cubed, Minecraft, uh, when they announced that they were going to be stopping or dropping NFTs and would not be using them onto their platform, a couple of other video game companies popped up at the exact same time and were like, well, you know what? You won't do it. We're going to do it. Uh, so I guess this is one of them. I am very interested to see exactly how big this is going to be um, because it's a very popular franchise. But I feel like trading cards... Of Final Fantasy VII Remake NFTs is like kind of a bit of a stretch. I'm sure they probably have something else also planned for this as well. But there are a lot of video game companies who are still getting into NFTs. It's another uh, big market where they could potentially make tons of money. So I guess it does make a lot of sense that they would be jumping into it. Yeah, that's the Final Fantasy VII Square Enix is launching an NFT collection in 2023. Based off of, uh, I guess, Cloud and Sephiroth. That's as far as I can really guess. Yeah. Moving on. Right. I do hope that you've all enjoyed. I do hope that you all are having a great day. Great morning. Great afternoon. Great evening. Wherever you are, wherever you might be. To hope is absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for leaving a like. For leaving a comment and or subscribing. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.